0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Very thrilled to let you know that we have a couple chatty broads on this episode of Not Too Deep. Becca Martinez and Jess Ambrose of the podcast chatty broads, might know them from there, uh, are with me this episode and they are a goddamn delight. I'll tell you what. Uh, We talk about Becca's history coming from a Bachelor contestant into full-fledged mother full-fledged podcast host, full-fledged living life uh, without regard to purpose, but with open arms to opportunity. And Jess, we talk about their origin story of meeting each other, her foyer into motherhood, what it's like working with your partner uh, and best friend. And uh, just we talk a lot about motherhood. They have such great insight and um, just such great attitudes about all of it. As a dog mother, uh, I really appreciate everything they had to say. This was just such a lovely episode, so please enjoy Not Too Deep, with Chatty Broads, Jess and Becca. (laughs) Becca,
1: Jess,
0: so excited to talk to both of you. thank you for being here thank you first things first i am curious about the friendship origin story how did you guys meet each other and also kind of curious how each of you separately describe your origin stories (laughs) oh
1: we definitely describe it the same uh, we, we we literally became friends on this podcast together basically oh, okay yes, which is on our not this podcast we've never been on this podcast i, so
2: I, I would on be, be on happy to podcast. be the catalyst for
1: the friendship to happen today
0: Great. right we now
2: Grace, we're been. creating a friendship as we speak we appreciate you um, thank you
1: yeah basically we had mutual friends and we hung out a bit but we literally had no independent friendship aside from random conversations we would have like at bars And then basically long story short, like I was on the bachelor. I came off the bachelor had my Instagram platform and Jess was like, Hey, have you ever wanted to start a podcast? And I was like, yeah, actually I have. And she was (laughs) like, why don't you come over? And, Well, We've try had these bar something. conversations.
0: I yeah, feel like we yeah. know each other in an intimate and vulnerable <laughs> she, setting.
2: Exactly. She was <laughs> like, I
1: think we can yeah, I think we yeah. can do something cool. You know
2: when you just when you meet someone and even though you're like, I have no intimate relationship with you at all, but somehow every time I bump into you, we end up kind of being in a corner and talking for like three hours while all of our other friends yeah. are hanging out. You that create was... your own bubble with each other. Exactly. That was just kind of how it was with us. We'd always end up just talking for a long time. And uh, and then I think the big switch too was when Becca ended up getting pregnant. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I um, had at the time, my daughter was uh, probably just three, had just turned yeah. like three years oldish and not even not even three. that yeah monthly. I guess yeah. um wow. but we didn't have like I had no friends in Los Angeles that had children um and so as soon as she was like I'm pregnant I don't really know anybody with kids <laughs> we started to talk and then that was kind of like hey maybe we should do this podcast together and we could talk about Motherhood. Maybe we should talk with yeah. microphones in front <laughs> <Straight> of <laughs> <up>. <laughs> exactly. the first time we ever
1: hung out one-on-one was recording in this studio and we were like wow. and we listened to it back and we were like that was really good and then we actually never released that episode maybe we should do it one of these days but then you we truly just
0: truly should because
1: that's like uh the flirting period of your friendship and then it's it true. was only like uh, most of the Only time we've just and I have hung out has been on the podcast. Now we've done almost 300 episodes, and it's just been wow. like we've gotten to know each other through doing it together.
0: Okay, so I also do another podcast with my best friend, and so I'm curious what your strategy is when you record because we we call each other like, um, you know, like Roman. Like fighters that have to be like locked away from each other before we totally. actually start recording so that we don't have any like fake reactions to each other's stories when we start
2: talking. Do you have any of those ground rules set for each other? Unspoken. <laughs> uh, definitely <Yeah. laughs> unspoken because you know it's like and that's what's so funny too, like Becca was saying, that we pretty much only hang out on the podcast yeah. and I feel like it's weird when uh, a listener hears that. They go like, oh, is that like <laughs> a fake a friendship. friendship it's like no this is like one of my very best friends mm-hmm. but we end up spending so many hours a week together and we just don't talk really until except business <laughs> I mean until yeah. we're on on I mean we'll you know we'll text back and forth but sure. then you, yeah you have the stories and the moments I mean yeah on we the spend a whole together. day together once a week
1: like and especially since we both That's have kids and like yeah. other stuff going on it's like you think we're going to spend more time hanging out with I got other friends <laughs> in the actual
0: on paper you guys are
1: should be with your families more yes. <laughs> exactly also i think it's important to like maintain a good relationship like you know you see it with other podcasts and other entertainers like if yeah. they're a little too intertwined in each other's lives outside of like the business they share together it's possible that that could like affect like yeah, the business yeah. They together which it okay, is okay well relationship. i mean
0: kind of growing off of that you guys also are friends that work together, but you also have husbands that also work with you working together. How, <laughs> yes. uh, how did that develop? Your husbands know each other first? Did you have to uh-huh. have like a meet and greet situation? Was it nerve
2: wracking? Was there tension? Was there expectations? The first time that I mean, they had kind of met again, occasionally like bumping into each other at like a group hang, but they okay. didn't have like a friendship at all. And the first time we all hung out together was, I think, for a recording of like, (sighs) let's do a couple's podcast episode. And how ha- like wow. ask crazy questions. So the podcast is really, you know, forging relationships in your guys' <laughs> lives. We did
1: at your mom's house. And I think that that might have been before we had all four recorded That's together. That's true. We had a, a one spend the night situation. Yeah. And <laughs> you I had think, a sleepover. Like, we had a yeah.
2: sleepover. <laughs> and I
1: think that we all talked together. And it was kind of like, oh, we all have fun talking together. Like, why don't we all go on the podcast together? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been the first
2: time. Yeah, you're. I think you're probably right. And then it's funny because then, you know, they don't again because we don't see each other outside of the podcast they're not seeing each other outside of the podcast at all. That you know about. That we know about. Very (laughs) true. Very true. They could be having sneaky meetups. Wait do you remember too though when
1: you guys would come record at my house right after I had Ruth we would have to to record and then we would have to send them away so we'd be like go get
2: beers together. (laughs) That's true. uh, Have a date together. That's true. Go hang out. And then the two of them you know they have great chemistry together as well which is so I mean, it's it's so bizarre that Beck and I met. We have good chemistry together, and then the two of them have really good chemistry together. So now every other week they have Chatty Bros, a version of their like duo on our show. And you know, I feel like sometimes our listeners like them more than they like us. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's the slippery slope.
0: (laughs) You realize they're in it for the bros and not the broads, exactly, exactly. Um, (laughs) I'm curious, Becca, you mentioned already Bachelor. And this has now become and I'm not going to super harp on this, but this has become interwoven into the content that you guys create. Is there a like genuine interest in this show that you were a part of? Or does it feel like an obligation to have to kind of comment and be kind of? Uh, up on the newest episodes, the newest season, et cetera?
1: I think it depends on the day for sure and like the (laughs) mood. Um, I mean, I love the show before I went on it. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I want to be on the show. I love it. And some days I love it and sometimes it sucks and it feels like work. And I'm like, Ugh. sure. A lot of times, like, I think I would watch the seasons anyway. But the, the thing that sometimes is hard is A, when you have to, of course, that's always mm. hard where you're like, oh my gosh, on my Monday night, I want to like relax and not watch The Bachelor. And yeah. I have to sit down and watch The Bachelor because we're going to talk about it tomorrow <laughs> morning. And then the <laughs> other thing that's kind of hard sometimes is since I am like Bachelor affiliated and I was on the show, there's like a greater press, like, people are more. Like if Mm -hmm. I say something about a cast member, even if I don't know them, it's like I'm part of the Bachelor family. So it's like, you know, how could you say that about Katie (laughs) or whatever? You know, and it's like
0: it's a bit religious. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit of, uh, you know, you're indoctrinated into it. And uh, everyone respects highly your opinion, assuming that you have. Right. First-hand connection and the phone
1: number of every single person like exactly. brought into the church. Exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of hard sometimes. But generally, I I like the bachelor. Sometimes I feel over it. Sometimes I'm not over it. And you know, it is what it well, is. Well,
0: I have not watched any of the most recent season. I'm curious, how do you guys describe what's going on currently to someone that hasn't caught up yet?
2: So Katie's Bachelorette season just ended. A week ago and then oh. now there's only one episode out of bachelor in paradise okay. so it was okay. just back to back so i will say this last bachelorette uh season with katie we it loved pretty, it pretty popping we loved it <laughs> apparently the ratings were not there and okay but uh, we were both confused because we were like we felt like the season was great it was very it was truly dramatic there were yes. a lot of twists and turns uh, to it What are the elements
1: that appeal to you guys? Uh, that make it a better season for you I personally like for the podcast talking about it I I don't like bachelor seasons as much because Mm. then you feel kind of icky like gossiping about the girls and like commenting on their outfits but the guys it's a free for all (laughs) you know this guy's a loser (laughs) Uh, this one's outfits are trash here we go it's It's (laughs) our time to drag them all (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
2: exactly it's just like easier it's lighter it's just more fun And at the end of the day, too, when you look at the track record of relationships that have actually worked post the show, it's like 10 times more The bachelorette relationships have worked and the bachelor ones never do. I mean, like there have been like two bachelor relationships that have actually succeeded post. They're just confused and horny. Yeah. So the data speaks for itself. It really does. There's actually an Instagram called bachelor data and they have all the numbers there. Like it's it's and you literally see the data right in front of you and you're like, ah, this makes sense. Yeah.
0: I yeah. You know, (laughs) sometimes. Sometimes we think that, <laughs> that, yeah. I, sometimes I think about needing hobbies, and then I realize, like, and you then know, you maybe know. just being out in
2: nature <laughs>
0: is the best for all of us. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes after a full season, especially like
2: this, where the Bachelorette season has ended, and yeah. we're going right into Bachelor in Paradise. Beck and I just look at each other and it's just kind of like, I just need to go outside for two seconds because (laughs) how is this my world right now? And how do I know and care about all of these things? Well, that's okay.
0: I'm like real housewives obsessed. And Mm -hmm. so like and the amount of, um, you know, stored information I have about all of these women that I've never met is um unfathomable to my fiance when i can't explain science <laughs> at all <laughs> so i fully understand that like i it's just innate in me um i'm curious is can you there, tell me real quick sorry to interrupt yeah
1: which housewife would you be if you had to be any of them
0: if i had to be any of them which one would i be oh god i see elements of myself in so many of them um <laughs> Oh, they're all absolutely wild. I mean, Garcelle this season uh, it, on Beverly Hills is wonderful. I think mm-hmm. Sutton is an absolute maniac, but also her parents were psychoanalysts. And so I'm kind of interested in that, like, full upbringing that she's had. Kyle is a people pleaser, needs all of her sisters around, needs constant <laughs> attention and validation. Lisa Vanderpump. I know you guys have been
2: to her house. Uh, I've also been to her house. Yes, yeah, How the best. wild was that situation? She's the best. That was the one of the weirdest experiences and most wonderful experiences ever. I'm like, we're having tea with with LVP (laughs) right now? She's so (laughs) cool. Yeah, and She asked us
0: if we wanted wine or tea. And I was like, wow, you really are exactly who you are. (laughs) She really is.
1: Totally. Okay, sorry. Um, Back to your question.
0: (laughs) I interrupted um, you. What would you, and if you guys have speculated on this, what would you want to see that hasn't been done on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise?
1: I know what Jess wants to see. What is it? What do
2: I want to see? Oh my gosh, you, so you wanna see a gay lead? <laughs> oh, I would love to have a gay lead. I mean, yeah. I, at this point it's kinda like, come on, everybody, like we're it's high time. Yeah. I also am the uh very excited they're having they're casting for seniors and that was the other one I was oh, really hoping. Yes. <laughs> I would love But what are they calling seniors? Are they calling like thirty-three year olds? That's what I'm wondering. I'm <laughs> like, could I could I potentially <laughs> try to get on this show? Are you considering me as a thirty-three year old a senior? Um, I'm hoping that we're looking at I mean, my guess is it's gonna be like early 60s yeah, probably what I would I would live for a nursing home like 80 90 situation because you know yeah. you know what they say it gets wild it gets wild in in the senior community and there's a lot of love triangles yeah. and I want to see it I want to be a part of it I've I don't know about the that there's and love triangles oh I my think God. It's, I think it's oh, like yeah. senior
1: communities with the 60 and 70 year olds who live in like the you know they have like little condos all in the same complex I don't think yeah. it's like nursing homes
2: I sure don't know. I, would t- I could tell you some stories about my grandma's. <laughs> it's she, t- she told me some wild shit. You're on I mean, your way out, you know? Live it up. Yeah, you know who you are. You know who exactly. you're not. And you know that you only have so much time left, so fuck it. Just exactly. I'm like, I'm going out. I would like to go out with a bang, literally. That is what I'm hoping for. Is there a- another
0: reality program that either of you would be part of like would you guys do the amazing race together any show are you casting
1: really because
0: I assume that it's one way or the other after being on that kind of program that you would have like a total like nah I hate this I know how it works I don't want to be
1: part of it but no No, it's like it's horrible and exploitative but it's also so fun (laughs) like it's so fun I mean it's just crazy and they're asking you to like constantly be a more theatrical version of yourself mm. which is like it's really fun yeah i don't it know really push your own boundaries <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> i think we
2: we have talked we've said we would kill it at the amazing race we would love, you love are to ca- be on anyone's casting please hit us up it would be an We're absolute begging. shit show because this one right here is quite athletic um uh, mm. very strategic in the way that in it, that we would be going about things, very competitive, and I am like, to me, I'm like, sleep burns calories, I don't like to move very often, I get very confused with directions, so it would be just yeah. us screaming at each other the entire time and her dragging my ass oh, to try I think, to get across to the street I think we would get really competitive together, and we would be like... I would, but I'd also definitely be trying to... I'd be trying to like devise a way to be like can we go to this bar flirt with these gentlemen yeah. and then they can drive us somewhere like yeah, i'm trying which to would be uh, genius I, i'd be trying to, to kind of be... navigate some tricky ways around the situation of me <laughs> having to move more than i really want to it
0: would be honestly <laughs> wonderful television yeah and we're really I, hoping for it <laughs> yeah the good thing is the majority of my audience is casting directors so we uh, love they're it. out there amazing <laughs> <laughs> they're listening right now Uh, okay we are going to take a quick break when we get back i have so many questions about motherhood for both of you Um, we've got all the
1: answers that's (laughs) what
0: i assume so (laughs) we'll be right back if we're not too deep
1: deep.
0: hello listeners grace helbig here Wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not too deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful if you can go to the iTunes store, the App Store, and leave us a lovely little review comment how are you feeling good bad otherwise maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated other than that enjoy the podcast okay we're back in before we get into the motherhood of it all I am curious because you guys have been doing your podcast now for two or three years geez it's gonna be three years this fall yeah that's so wild what's the um if there is a standout like moment or episode or guest that you've had that kind of blew your mind unexpectedly, or was just like <laughs> memorable for <laughs> potentially <laughs> compromising reasons.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I have some memories of, of the compromising reasons. Oh my god, do tell. <laughs> should I bring up? Should I bring up the? Should I bring up the R B G scandal? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, Well, we can't go there. It's been brought up and we can move past (laughs) it. Okay. Basically, long story short, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I said I didn't really know much about her. And then on the podcast, I go, Oh, now I feel bad. This is exactly what I said. I go, Now I feel bad for me and my sister making fun of people who were crying yesterday.
2: Ah. So, wasn't informed about experience. who RBG, yes. And there's there's been a lot of those moments on the podcast where you go, I don't know enough about mm-hmm. what I need to know about. And I'm realizing sometimes that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a selfish asshole in my own bubble. You say something and then the audience is like, oh, hell no. And you get educated quickly, which has honestly been one of my favorite things about having this podcast. Yeah. That it's like, I have learned so much from the audience, like sending in messages and be like, hey, when you said this, hey, that was ableist. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to learn and grow. And it's been a really like, I feel so grateful over the past few years that I feel like I've been able to glean a lot of knowledge from people that I normally don't think I would have had those type of e- exchanges with. Right. Any totally. kind of with.
0: And is the humility of <clears throat> being open to that sort of, uh, constructive criticism and also the um kind of facade i think that an audience uh like ingests that you as podcast hosts uh, are the pinnacle of knowledge about right. everything right. and anything that you right. talk about when at the end of the day you are You're just complex human beings yeah. that experience the world in ways that everyone right. else does too <laughs> and i'm like
2: oh great. I'm learning that I grew up in this very small bubble that needs to be popped. And that's been a really cool experience about having this podcast. I think it
1: also gives you, you, it forces you to have discernment and critical thinking too, because like you could apologize for every thing that you say say that someone gets upset about. And then you learn to have discernment and you're like, you know what, this is maybe important to address. And then this, It maybe isn't that deep and this person it might be their responsibility to like get over what I said you know it's it's, it's hard to discern that at first and then you come to sort through it and I actually think that it helps you do more critical thinking just in your everyday life with the people around you Mm
0: -hmm. I agree and kind of tying that into the thing that you guys share which is motherhood I wonder like you know having this (laughs) these spawns of (laughs) yourself that creates a mental space that makes you a little bit more discerning a little bit more like aware of yourself in the world as a role model to a child
2: yeah I mean I definitely feel like I've I'm grateful for the podcast because I feel like it's enabled me to be a better parent, again, just because of learning a lot of different things from the audience and Mm. hearing different people's unique experiences and different people's perspectives outside of just my own, that I'm able to then have these conversations that I don't think I would have known about or had with my daughter and I'm like oh my goodness I can have these conversations with you that I never had with my parents when I was younger wow. and hopefully you can like walk in this world as a more empathetic person who's like willing to hear people out and understand perspectives and realize that like it's not just your world that you're living in yeah. um, I think that's been my daughter's five she's going to be six soon and it's kind of that like integral part where she's She's becoming a
0: person
2: exactly exactly (laughs) she's actually like this little human being who's like remembering things and asking like complex questions now where I'm like oh wow okay I would have probably (laughs) answered that differently a few years ago but now that I've learned from like different guests we've had on or um different listeners about like hey when you say this that can be like damaging to a child exactly and so it's like oh my god we're having these really open conversations where mom's able to be like a lot of the times my answer is i don't know and i'm Mm. okay saying that now and i'm comfortable being like i have no idea let's try to figure that out together
1: i think it's also taught me to just like um and i guess i'm giving like the the yin and need the yang of this of this topic and i definitely feel how jess feels but i also feel like it's taught me like to tune out the background noise of Mm. people's opinions Mm. that don't really fucking matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have valuable insight and some people fucking don't. And they just want to be heard because they have their own bullshit that they're dealing with and that they're coming from. And I feel like that's really helpful in parenting because there's always going to be someone who's giving their two cents on a situation and it thickens your skin and it gives you that critical thinking. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take that advice. That's actually really helpful and applicable to my situation with my kids. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, And no, I don't give a fuck about what you think. And I actually know what's best for me and my family.
0: It must really attune like your intuition on shit that like you have to trust your gut a bit. I mean, I don't have children. I have a dog. uh, But still (laughs) like the amount of um, questions around like, you know, the keeping anything alive yes, is yes. like endless. And the amount of advice and information that is offered on that situation is endless. Yeah. And being able, like you said, to discern like what sticks with you and is applicable and what doesn't
1: is like a a muscle that you have to like exercise, I yeah, imagine. Absolutely. And sort totally. through like what shit you're coming from too like how am I like projecting like my insecurities as a parent or deficiencies things that my parents didn't like feel that I needed as a kid um and then realizing that everyone's doing the same thing so when people are saying (laughs) you know when people are saying like oh I would never do this with my kids like sometimes it's like okay and that's probably because of something you experienced and like yeah. i can i know i'm coming from a place of of doing what i believe is best for my children and ultimately that's all that's all we can do mm-hmm, yeah
0: mm-hmm. i mean it must be fun to have each other and be able to kind of commiserate for better or worse on all of the situations with children because they to me seem like endless
2: responsibilities <laughs> yeah. and Constant escape questions. them too you know yeah. we can we can escape them and just be yeah. ourselves with each other too and, yeah and... i think that's one of the biggest like one of the biggest uh takeaways in the past three years with our relationship on the podcast has been like oh what's not talked about a lot like really in our culture is the separation between like when you are a mom you're not just a mom and yeah. there's this big fixation on like when you're a mom that's who you are. That's your label. It's like, no, no, I'm still Jess. Like, I also am a mother, but I still need, I believe, to be a, a good parent. I need to have my own identity still, have my own enjoyment, my own space. Yeah. And that podcast has been a lot of that where it's like, okay, we get to talk about things that we're super interested in you know, outside of just... Potty training. Pot- exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so like, we can talk shit about a reality TV show and like, you know, get our opinions like off of our chest about this and that and just have our own space to just continue to be us and not just always. Because, you know, people don't on. do that to dads. Like,
1: people don't be like, no, wow, like you're and, you know, like dad life <laughs> such a dad <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. Totally. <laughs> Have you, know, you know, lost you're dad. your identity as a right. father figure? Right. <laughs> exactly. it's like, no, because we make space for male parents to mm-hmm. live their own separate lives and there's no expectation that they're going to dedicate every waking hour to their children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I also wonder, too, I mean, you guys both carried your children that, like, the actual physical experience experience of you know being the resource center for yes. <laughs> the library where all of the baby gets knowledge and born from and then the bystander is a uh, father so like yeah. their trends they don't really have much of a transition where you guys go through truly everything well and it's true in like the
1: first year at least our experience like I was I was pretty much only breastfeeding and it was like there was like nothing he could really do yeah. to even help in the first year, and so it was kind of like, you know, I know <laughs> I you want to be <laughs> exactly. It's like you're kind of just bugging me, yeah. but yeah, there's you're right. Like there's not that transition, and sometimes there's actually like no, no good ways to help at first. Yeah, too.
0: interesting. Um, I'm going to shift focus. For a second. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into now the. Two questions I ask every single guest that is on this podcast. Um, And the first is, who, uh, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? (laughs) Yeah. Heavy hitting.
1: (laughs) Oh, that is. And you know, the way I interpret that, right, is it's like if you're throwing cold spaghetti at them, it's not like a super violent or bad thing. So this is then, to me, someone who irks me throughout history, not someone who is like a a hated figure it's totally up to intention okay you can also throw it celebratory
0: Um, uh you can do whatever you whatever strikes you in this moment and this is also what i consider like a um a fleeting answer like it's who right now you might have a different answer later today tomorrow etc okay i will throw cold
1: spaghetti at chrissy Teigen. Because she's always annoyed me. And now I don't like her with the, the stuff that she's doing in her online d- dealings. So no follow
2: up questions. Totally understand. <laughs> Check. To get that. Got it. Um, I will throw cold spaghetti for a different reason, because I believe if I threw cold spaghetti at this person, that he would probably like it and it would result in some weird new friendship between us. And so I would throw cold spaghetti at Danny DeVito. <laughs> wow. love that answer. That's a good answer. I feel like we'd end up rolling around in a giant meatball sort of bathtub together and all just sorts yeah. of friendship. Are you throwing
1: it at Frank or are you throwing it at Danny DeVito? I feel oh. like Frank,
2: I mean, I, when and I think And are you just dropping it or are right, you throwing right. it? Oh, I'm, I am throwing it just against like his chest. Just like doing a chest dance, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then we can kind of do a little string along. There has to be meatballs in this situation. Heavy, heavy marinara. <laughs> heavy sauce. And I feel like it's maybe, I think, Frank, but I also feel like Danny DeVito and Frank are kind of just the same. When does yeah. one and then and the other begin. I, no I, really I really don't know. But I would love to have a lady in the tramp type situation with him. Oh, you know it, it escalates. I it see. escalates because it's like, you know, when you're with him, you just can't help it. Am well, I attracted there. to him? No. Maybe well, one day. Yes, maybe <laughs> maybe you know what? I'm gonna leave that for you Such and your therapist answer. to yeah. talk through <laughs> a <little> bit
0: more. <laughs> um okay, the other question I ask every single guest. Is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a bathroom emergency situation. However, oh. you can only use um, three words or small phrases uh, to describe <laughs> the event. So, for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard a story or two that sounds like that. Anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't go on long distance runs. No,
2: (laughs) no, never. I just say no running ever. That's just like rule of thumb. Get a (laughs) treadmill. That's all. (laughs) I avoid all of those. Um, I will say, I will say. hmm, Overseas. Watery and no toilet paper.
1: (sighs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna actually. Mine's sort of similar. Yeah, it's it was Costa Rica, bad <laughs> water, <laughs> and outdoor bathroom. Oh, <sighs> uh, which
0: could be anything. <laughs> it really could be. Yep. um Well. As always, out of respect for, I guess, no follow-up questions to any of the (laughs) descriptions.
2: Thank Uh, you. No one wants to know the follow-up.
1: I think we
0: got it. I think we all can understand what has happened. Rotavirus and uh, yeah. Um, Okay, now we have a section of the podcast that we call uh, Deeper Hot, where um, you guys can choose whether you would like to answer a deep question or Ooh. give me a hot take on a topic that we have for you, and we have deep questions prepared for you as well. If you choose that, Ooh.
1: wait. So if we give a hot take, we have to just make up what we're doing a hot take on. No, I have oh. a, I have a prompt Ooh. for your hot take.
2: Um,
0: so you can choose whether you would like to give a hot take first. on something that we have for you, or a, answer a deep question that we have for you. Okay, I'm going to do a hot take. You're going to do a hot take. <sighs> I'll okay, do a hot take. <clears throat> Then So hot take is done. So, Becca, you have to do a deep
2: okay. question. Okay. Okay. Are, you, are yep. we good with I'm this? Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Hot take. We've kind of touched on this already, but hot take on finding or evolving your identity
2: as a mom. Um, I, my hot take is, is kind of similar to what I said, but I do not, I will not subscribe to I am mother. Like I, mm. to me, I am, I have many different forms every single day. I have many different formations and oh. I am who, uh, has been the past 33 years, which includes being a child, being a girlfriend, being a friend being a businesswoman a mother that's one of the pieces of who i am and i've learned a lot from being a mother i adore my kid but i firmly believe that if motherhood is the sole identity that it is not good for your child mm. 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 inner
0: and uh external child yeah interesting uh i love that answer um I'm gonna ruminate
1: on that later today, <laughs> Becca. Would you like your deep question ready? Okay. I just instantly start sobbing. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know. I, I'm face. still working through whether this segment works for me as a host <laughs>
0: on this show. I really like I'm putting ready. people in uncomfortable situations <laughs> that I'm trying to also help navigate? Oh, I'm anyway. ready. Um, <clears throat> when was the last time you questioned your purpose in life?
1: Mm. Um you know, I'm really not trying to be a smart ass in this answer, but I don't think I've ever questioned that. And, mm. I, and I, I'm i really not trying to be trying to be cheeky with that. But no, I, I get uh, it. Yeah. I feel like I have always delighted in the possibilities that could unfold like around any corner. And so even when life is getting like a little monotonous or I'm feeling like I'm lacking purpose in the job I'm in or feeling a lack of deep connections around me, I am like instantly excited about the possibility that because I'm feeling a deficit in my life, that probably means that something's about to ramp up around the corner, Mm. whether it's a new opportunity, whether it means like starting going back to school or starting a new Which, relationship congratulations, or, you just graduated right Yes, thank you and Congrats. i already signed up for city college classes this fall Hell so yeah. you know there we go <laughs> you know or it's like a, a new friend you might meet out or a new hobby to pick up like there's always something around the corner and i, I try not to take it too seriously in terms of what is my purpose because my purpose is just kind of to like hang with people and discover new things about myself and uh, about the world around me as I as I go
2: mm. I love that you're saying yes to life yeah. yeah it's so beautiful and I questioned my life's purpose yesterday which is like <laughs> our dynamic is- <laughs> is this
1: is why you guys are yin and yang is this is yes. why you balance out it's like you're never stuck you know you can always just stop what you- I mean not always but I mean yeah, yeah uh, Sort of always like you can't always just stop or choose like I don't know I mean privilege yeah. comes into all of that but I I don't believe we're ever truly trapped in in the position that we're in I guess I don't know
0: Yeah no I'm with you because there is a bit more about, about like, that when you define purpose it almost sort of limits opportunity in a way that you're like oh this is all this is what I am this is what I'm doing and then yeah. it doesn't create any space for the unknown to be able Mm -hmm. to be present. And I think for both of you guys, obviously your trajectory has been just like, you know, you couldn't plan for everything that's happened in your lives necessarily. So it seems like a good mantra to just kind of like continue
1: to say yes to whatever comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess despite like, there's always usually a person around that you can connect with or learn more about yourself. Through, mm-hmm. Right. Even if you are stuck in like a shitty job and like a or you know whatever situation, it's like there's usually something that you can suck a little joy out of. <laughs> <laughs> there you go put that on a t shirt. Get that merch going.
0: <laughs> suck joy. Um, okay, we're gonna take one last break. When we get back, we have a couple questions sent in from uh, listeners that need some advice, and we've all clearly. Established that we all know how to do life correctly enough <laughs> to give other people a life. will be right back with more not too, deep. Not,
1: not, not, not,
0: not, not, not too Deep. Okay, we are back in and I have a couple questions that have been sent in that I think um might be a bit more tailored to you guys and and thoughts that you might have. So,
1: Excellent. Uh
0: this is a question about aging. Uh this listener writes, I'm turning 30 in September and I'm a little nervous. What is your advice on how to embrace your 30s?
1: Well, I am not 30 yet. <laughs> have you had these thoughts at all about 30. You know, the only reason that aging bothers me is I get very anxious about wanting to experience more things. Like I start thinking Mm. about like, how many, like, how many movies can I even watch before I die? How many books can I read? <laughs> how many places can I actually so you, go in the world? You see and that it like a little hourglass. Where yes, the sand yes. And I'm like, oh, there's so much more yes, I need to literally do. The, the other day she
2: literally said she was like, oh, my God, I'm just anxious about, like, what if I don't read all the books that I want to read? And I'm like, I'm anxious about imminent death. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm really nervous with about like being able to digest kale. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> um. I, well, I am. I'm. I'm gonna be 33 soon. Um. And I would say. I mean, I totally to this to this listener. Um. Completely valid. First of all, validate mm-hmm. your feelings. I remember being almost embarrassed about how. Kind of anxious I felt about turning thirty mm. because I did mm. not think I was gonna have that moment where yeah. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm getting older. But all of a sudden, it just it it did hit me, and I was super anxious about it. But I would say it's not a cliche when you hear specifically women. I would say in yeah, this say definitely. that life really blossoms at that point, and totally. I have had the best years of my life since I hit thirty. I have never felt just more confident in my own skin mm. and who I am and not giving a shit about. Also, you know what your skin does and what exactly. kind of care you need. For exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. We know the oil to put on yeah, and the Botox yeah. doctor to call. Yes, And I have all that <laughs> dialed in at this point and I feel good. And it's like, yeah, in your thirties, it's like, I'm not hiding the fact that I have Botox anymore where mm-hmm. I would be uncomfortable talking about that beforehand. Totally. Um, it's it's just you have the world is like just opening up more and more, so it's it's okay to be anxious. But I would just say it's like oh my goodness, it's so exciting to look forward to because they are the best years in my opinion. So do far.
0: you guys have, um, for lack of a better term, like self care things that you go like are your go tos? Like are you bath people? Are you like let me put some incense on or let me meditate or like do you have things that are your regular like when you're feeling anxious you know it's interesting
1: we had a guest on recently um no i can't think of his name but he wrote the book doc uh, or john kim john Excuse kim me. he wrote a book called don't even. I don't remember any what anything is called. <laughs> single,
2: single. single
1: don't worry. Pur- you need to remember those
2: bachelor contestants. <laughs> right? That's what so I'm like. We can tell you. No, it's, a, <laughs> it's, the, same, it's yeah. the angry therapist and his book is single on purpose. Okay, single on purpose. Anyway, what yeah. he's talking
1: about with what he talks about with being single is like get, basically dating yourself, getting to know yourself better. Mm. But something that really stood out to me just with everything in my life, like career and kids and partner and blah blah blah, is he was like. When do you feel like most like you? Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about that and I'm like, oh, I feel really like me when I go thrift store shopping or when I'm doing a little DIY project or, you know, while while watching shitty reality TV. And so lately I've tried to remember those things as my self care instead of like, you know, a face mask or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do something that makes me feel. Like me, even if it's just like laying out on the beach by myself and sleeping in in the sun, you know? I
0: Yeah, I totally subscribe to that concept. Did it take you a bit to like accept that those are the things that like made you feel good versus like they seem because like I'm the same way that I love shitty reality TV on in the background, like a podcast while I'm like doing dishes or whatever. But it's taken me a bit to like accept that that's when I'm comfortable and that's how Mm -hmm. I let off steam Whereas before I was like, I I should be doing something more constructive, blah, blah, blah.
1: Mm, Yes, definitely. Definitely. Until I feel like just having a conversation with him and other people, it's like, oh, I need to like prioritize things that bring me back to myself. Otherwise, Mm. like everything's going to suffer. But I'm so with you. I'm like, I love getting high and listening to a comedy (laughs) podcast and folding my laundry. And it relaxes me and I feel good. So Mm -hmm. smoking,
0: like taking an edible and then watching a show about dogs getting
1: adopted will really help (laughs) you center your soul. (laughs) Yeah, so true. <laughs> yes, or like searching on Zillow at like eleven o'clock at <laughs> yeah. night is also yeah. my therapy. So. this is
2: an A-frame that I should look into <laughs> more. <right> <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yes, it's yep. so Power true. Up. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm similar my like more like basic self-care would be that I am a bath dweller and I will mm. take like three baths a day until my skin really? is just like so dry. <laughs> what <laughs> is, okay, because I'm not a bath person, and but I I aspire to be. And so
0: <laughs> I'm just so curious, like what in your brain is just like I need to sit in this
2: soup now. Right oh, it's now. the
1: hot water. It's, uh, it's like the hot, scalding, water, hot water. And I
2: also blame my like very religious upbringing. There's something about it that it feels like <laughs> a Baptist <laughs> it's just like just washing off my my yuck so and i'm just, just like baptism uh, over at, <laughs> just dunking over and over again um but um so i'm sure there's a lot of trauma in that self-care but uh but i i like i'm like there's just yeah it's the hot water the smell i'm like all about i love putting um like Bath uh, bombs and scents mm. and whatever And I like the smell of like eucalyptus. You like it, it, it like scalding to hot, hot too, right? Burning I do too. My skin I love off. to be just wow. like beet red. I don't have a bathtub a anymore though. A tepid bath is like violent to Ugh. me. Like, that is so <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm it's so offensive. It's very <laughs> offensive. Um, so with you, but I'm like then I'm like I like a burning hot bath, and then yeah, I like to then like have like a comedy podcast on in the background mm. where I could just turn my brain off. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a big like I love my fireplace. I will turn my fireplace on when it is like a hundred degrees outside if I so need So you like all forms of heat. Yes. yes Through every too. element. And I also okay. love to go to Palm Springs when it's like 120 degrees. Mm, I love is... burning hot heat. You want to talk
1: about <laughs> violence like that? Is like they go to Palm Springs every other weekend when it is literally 120 degrees where you can't breathe. It's, and I yeah, love it. What is r- I I love just cooking. I grew up in Fresno where it's 115 degrees, like 150 days out of the year. So that's just... Traumatizing for I me. I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: I would be nervous to see you near an oven. I guess <laughs> I'm just like oh, like oh, this is this is in, in a tempting <laughs> situation.
2: People, yeah, people are like, "Oh my gosh, you should try like a weighted blanket." I'm like, "Have you tried the oven?" Have <laughs> um, <laughs> you put your head in the oven lately? <laughs> Do you like <make> saunas? <laughs> Love. Why don't you get a sauna? I mean, I'm not quite at queen. that level yet in my life, but I hope to aspire to that it expensive. one day. I should look into it. I but and then also honestly, like. A a meal with friends. There's nothing mm. to me that cures any sort of anxiety and feeling of hopelessness than like <laughs> sitting down and just like having, having a, a last supper. Yeah. Exactly. Have, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> having a nice conversation with friends like heals me almost do, instantaneously. Do you guys cook?
0: Are you people that work with food and turn it into other types
2: of food i order a lot of food Mm, i am not a chef so i like to sit down at a restaurant with friends or over a nice uh ordered meal I, i mean i'm the worst host that has ever existed (laughs) there's nothing about really selling yourself short (laughs) Um, listen I you know what I I am great I'm like you give me a glass of wine and I'll sit on the counter and talk to you the whole time while you make dinner and that's what I can offer you and I feel like it's a pretty good offer but I'm not a very good host at
1: all I'm a pretty good cook but I just haven't had time lately to do it and I find myself very tired at the end of the day so I kind of like and just like oh man you know what it is if someone else would do all the dishes for me then mm. i'm a girl i could yeah. do that for
2: you i could do the dishes see if do you do guys hung out outside of your podcast you have all these opportunities that's true yes. it's very true <laughs>
0: um we're getting towards the end of this podcast um I'm curious what's next for you guys? Are you what are you working? I know you guys just did like a virtual live show recently, right? Yes,
2: that was so much fun. Well, is this there is a good time to announce coming? that we're quitting the podcast? <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> yes, we have more live shows that we are planning to hopefully do. We had so much fun with that. I don't know. we've been throwing around ideas for maybe even other podcasts branching off.
1: Mm-hmm. um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have got it in my head that I'm going to apply to grad school in a couple years. Oh, yeah. I'm working on, we're going to be like relaunching my clothing line this spring. Cool. There's a Yeah. Who knows? You know?
2: Yeah. We're both kind of in, I feel like we're both in a similar space right now where there's like some cool opportunities coming up for the podcast that we're talking about and excited about, but we're also kind of like both in a similar space of like what do we want to do with our lives Yeah, and kind yeah. of experimenting with like what that might look like. We're riding the wave. Yeah. Nice. Just enjoying I mean, it while it's here. It's, uh, I can't wait to see what
0: you guys do. Um, also as a bit of a, our appreciation to our guests, we like to make um, personalized horoscopes for our guests that I think Melissa is going to put in the <gasps> chat for each of you we have one for each of you cool. i don't know if you're able to access your chat situation yes, let me see. and then be able to read your horoscopes
1: Oh my gosh! okay i'll read them because i can sit here and and look at them <laughs>
0: okay they're
2: wildly unprofessional but personal
1: <laughs> oh here we go oh yes yeah. i
2: can see it okay becca do you want to read yours first
1: sure dear aquarius water bearer of the stars You've been feeling the strength and need to take a hard stance for what you really believe in lately. What's new, bitch? (laughs) Like a volcano ready to explode. Again, what's new, bitch? Or like a mom who missed her time to breastfeed and really needs to get it out type
2: explosion. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I love when Becca explodes. When she comes, when she, we're about to do a podcast episode and she comes like barreling down and she's like, I have some thoughts. I am like never more You're excited. Like, hit and, like, record. Hit yeah, record just like, right do now. Do it now. I love the
1: opportunity to make enemies and strengthen bonds with my <laughs> allies. <Yes. laughs> so. We
2: love the evolution. So, yes. <laughs> um, all right. Jess. Let's see. Um, I, you guys, I have such bad eyes. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, Jess, dear Libra. <laughs> can, can you read it? Yes! Long? Scales of the stars. Scales Ooh. of the stars. Oh, yeah, scales. I'm a
0: Libra okay.
1: too. What's oh. your birthday? September 27th. My boyfriend's September 28th. Okay. Um, A full moon will arrive in your fifth house of passion later this month. This may inspire some fun quality time with your partner. Maybe a fun nude photo shoot. This suggestion is purely based off your personal interest. Please do not sue this horoscope for sexual harassment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. I love that. Wow, that feels very odd. I I legit just took a, a nude photo last night. Mm. Just because I was feeling it, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, but I feel validated. Leak it.
0: Your <laughs> well, husband is the one setting up all of our audio for this podcast. So you're like, I took a nude photo. Don't know what I'm gonna do Not with it. Haven't sent it to a single person. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh. Uh, Becca, just this has been so fun. Where can people find you, you guys, your podcasts individually, separately, uh, together,
2: and everything that you're up to if they don't already know? Chatty Broads, Chatty Broads. It is on all audio podcast platforms. Um, also, we have uh, it on YouTube. Um, Hell yeah! And at Chatty Broads on Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is the Bad Mom with two D's. My Instagram is at Becca
1: B K A H. yes bitch that's it. single handle that's probably one name handle Two uh
0: thank you guys so much this was really so much fun thanks Um, guys go listen to their podcast because you know they keep themselves in lockdown uh six days of the week and then one day they just unload on each other and it's (laughs) worth listening to uh go check out everything that they're up to and we'll see you guys next time on another episode of not too deep goodbye
1: too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. Not too Not deep. deep. is Grace Helbig.
0: Not too deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shereen Lani Eunice. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.